It's which word of the day? Today's word is fae, noun. Fae, aka fairies, are mythical beings of folklore and romance. Fae are generally described as human in appearance and having magical powers. Much of the folklore about fae revolve around protection from their malice. In particular, folklore describe how to prevent the fairies from stealing babies and substituting changelings. Fae are often seen as helpers of several things as well. As the seasons change, fae help wake plants and trees, animals and insects from slumber. There are many different fairy races throughout Europe, mostly occurring in Germanic and Celtic mythology and folklore including dwarf, elf, gnome, goblin, leprechaun, sprite, troll, and pixie. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Welcome back, Spellworders, to another episode of Words of the Witches. Wow, we are nearly three-quarters of the way done with the book, so we're getting there. And it's happening and it's a lot of fun. I wanted to announce that I did activate listener support again on the podcast. uh, So you can donate money to the podcast uh, just to keep things happening, keep the spirit alive here. But I am thinking about doing an exclusive giveaway for people who donate. And of course, I'll send you stuff. So if if you do decide to support the podcast and do 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 a month, um, I will definitely send you some merch. Speaking of merch, I, <laughs> good segue there. Uh, I have launched a Threadless shop. It's wordsofthewitches.threadless.com and you can go ahead right now and select designs for the podcast and put it on shirts or mugs or buttons or stickers or, you know, all of those things. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm working on one more design for the shop. Um, but you can go there now, wordsofthewitches.threadless.com, and see if any of them speak to you. I have a really cool one for Rhyme Time with the Book of Shadows. I have one uh, of me as a naked little witch <laughs> um, for Word of the Day. And then I have the pod promotional pictures. So be sure to check that out. I also wanted to read a new review that I got recently. It's from JKNU79. Five stars. I don't know who this person is, but thank you. Um, It says, Charmed is awesome. I have the entire set of the books, but haven't had time to read them all, but have read most of them. This podcast makes it easier to go through the ones I haven't read. Love the podcast. I appreciate this so much. Thank you. And yes, continue to leave those reviews. It really does help people find us. So this week, uh, this book is Changeling Places. And I have Ben as my guest. Uh, One thing he told me after we recorded that I wanted to mention now is that he used to recite the birthday spell uh, from Inherent the Witch, the one that they used to try to get Lily's powers. And uh, he would do that every day for his birthday. And I thought that was super cute. So, and since he told me that off recording time, I needed to tell you. (laughs) All right, well, let's get on with the actual episode and give it a roll. This is Words of the Witches episode 30 uh it's our 29th numbered officially numbered book although you know it's funny because these books don't have numbers on them actually yeah. but they are, they're given a number but it's only because we know 
Oh, this is Ben, and welcome to the show. This is my guest. Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so you are a longtime fan of the podcast. You were actually the first person um, that reached out. So other people that I kind of knew because they were friends of mine or they were acquaintances mm. of mine before, but you were somebody entirely new that just discovered the podcast, and you were so supportive, and it was really nice. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a fun fact, um, the date, which this episode is supposed to come out is actually the one year anniversary of me finding out this podcast because last year I had like a really weird month where I didn't want to read anything else except like the charmed books that I have um, hoarded over the years but haven't gotten to read yet. So in that month, I read I think eight or nine charmed mm-hmm. books. And then I looked into... I think Instagram. Oh, was yeah, it was Instagram. I was looking at some other people who were posting about the books, and then I came across your podcast, and I really liked it because it started with like, I think at that time it was episode three. Okay, and yeah, I was real, real fresh. I was already in uh, epi- uh in book twenty, I think. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that was really fun to discover someone else also going through the books as I was also going back to it. You're into the books. I'm starting to get back into the books. And oh, I love that. So, but now um, we kind of caught up with you. Can you stop for a while? And now the podcast is caught up and now we're reading together. Yeah. Is that yeah. what's happening? Okay. I actually stopped That's... at um, Mystic Knoll. I think the episode came out today, but I haven't started the book yet. I will read okay. it maybe tomorrow. And then I'm going to catch yeah. up with the episode of the podcast. I recorded Mystic Knoll Wednesday this week. It went up today, Friday. Uh, and now we're recording this one right right away. So <laughs> it's it's crazy. And this this episode, if listeners, if you're listening to this episode, it's like the future now. So it's like two weeks later. It's like yeah. March 25th <laughs> or something. It's fine. But <laughs> but yeah, so... It's it's cool. We're just, it's just getting it all in there. I'm getting ahead of the game. So, and you're from the Philippines, so quite yeah. a distance. It's like midnight for you, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's twelve midnight for me. You read the book. You started with the books. How did you get into the Charmed in general? Like, what was your journey like? Um, I think I discovered uh, Charmed in one of like the summer vacations we had in. Because here the summer vacation is May and April, and we used to go to the province um, in my grandparents' house. And I think I was just flipping through channels, and then I saw, I think one of the episodes was from the uh, season three or four. Mm. Um, it was the ice cream, I think. The ice cream truck You're asking episode. for ice cream? Yeah, season three, episode ten. Yeah, probably. Yes. I don't remember exactly which one I saw first because the timing here of the episodes, I think it comes out months after it it premieres in the mm. US. So okay. and also it not the episodes do not come out uh, always like in in sync with the timeline. So sometimes I get to the episode twenty four and then the next day it would be uh, episode 10 so something like that so and then i always get to the season two or three episodes whenever i like flip channels so (laughs) it's i think i have already seen 
um, the ice cream truck episode at least five times in my lifetime. And then also, uh, I listed down some of the episodes. Uh, the Painted World and then Morality Bites. I think those okay. are the most random episodes that I will probably see like in reruns in, in on cable TV. Huh. I wonder, that's interesting, because I think they go in order, but though you just keep landing on that, maybe those are just very self-contained episodes, like, you know, I, it's, it's, so. I can show yeah. this a lot, and, you know, it won't really, it's just a random episode. It's kind of like in Avatar, they always show The Great Divide, because it's just a little pocket that's mm-hmm. really easy to put yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and with the books, I think I was, same as you, for the first, I think, on the books with Bruce still in it, I was getting the books as they were being released. Okay. So and then I think I stopped a little after maybe three or four when Paige was there because it wasn't as widely distributed in my country as it is in the US. So I think I sure. missed out on the last uh ten or last fifteen books. But I was able to get them back when I came across a collector who was letting go of the books. So right now I have all the novels except uh Phoebe Who because that one okay. I think it's like harder to find here in my country okay i don't i say i don't know that struggle it's really because i know like some of the books especially like those phoebe who and like leo rising um are really hard to come by um but i i had them all pre-ordered so when they were brand new i had them because that's just what i did and there was a point because i read i've kind of i think i narrowed it down to like i read like the first beginning of season eight books so i think there's only like four or five books i haven't read I thought there was more, but I think it's only like four or five. Um, but I was still buying them because I'm like, I'm going to read these later. I got to get them. Got to get them. And uh, so, <laughs> but it's it's going to be cool when I get to Because a lot of these I'm remembering after I read them. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm. I do remember this. All right. So this is Changeling Places. <laughs> uh, and it's got another se- season six promo picture. Paige is kind of in the front on this one, looking very sultry. She's going to hurt this, giving you the side eye. You know? yeah. um, and then we have uh, Phoebe and Piper on the side. And there's kind of a very boring background. <laughs> it's just purple yeah, with clouds. Very understated, <laughs> uh, and it doesn't have any connection to the story at all. No, no. You, lot, some of these covers are really ingenious, and they do a lot of cool stuff. This is just kind of like, what's the most generic background we can think of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but bunch of clouds in the purple sky, um, and has the tagline "Changing babies just got a whole new meaning." Is that a normal phrase? Is changing babies a normal phrase? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Changing babies just got a whole new meaning. What's the original meaning? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, oh, maybe changing diapers. I think should. Have oh, oh, right? there we go. Just you got it. Thinking See, about it, it changing sense. babies, changing diapers. See. There, there's that noggin. See, I did not catch that. There you go. I appreciate that. <laughs> changing babies, you change a diaper. Ah, see? Okay. It all comes together. <laughs> um, the back of the book says, Rockabye baby in the elf lair. Shapeshifters took you, pretending to care. If someone can save you, the charmed ones can. Rockabye baby, don't leave again. That's going to be the new nursery rhyme you tell your, to your children. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Piper is trying to be her usual super witch self and do it all. Run P3, take care of her newborn son, Wyatt, and of course, save innocence. 
Her first week back at work is hard, leaving Wyatt at his daycare center, making Piper feel like she's abandoning her son. At least Paige has taken a temp job there, and Wyatt seems perfectly content and safe. But is he? Piper notices that Wyatt is acting strange, not eating or sleeping according to his normal schedule. Phoebe thinks the baby is just going through a stage, but Piper is not convinced. Several of the center's other charges have been exhibiting the same behavior, and some parents are pulling their children from the daycare center. After one toddler asks Paige, did they take them because they're the wrong babies? The sisters discover that, so that someone's swapping babies all over San Francisco. The charmed ones spring into action because not only is Wyatt the most magical being on the planet, but he's also a Hallowell, and nobody messes with the Hallowells. Uh, yeah, this is actually the thinnest book in the entire Charmed novel yeah. series. And it's funny, when it, you don't really notice it when you put it next to the other Charmed books and you see the spine and how like it's tiny it is. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a short book. It was published March 22nd, 2005, and reprinted April 4th, 2005, and its author is Mikol Ostal? Ostal? Yeah. I'm not sure. It's supposed to take place in season five between Necromancing the Stone and Oh My Goddess, so right between... 21 episode 21 and 22 uh and you know the finale so mm -hmm. all right okay so the prologue it's like the foggy woods the elves are like in there it's like their little elf village and they're aware of a looming danger they're like you know putting the protective barriers up and then we see this elf nanny named caitlin poppins <laughs> <laughs> what a name caitlin poppins okay <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's looking over her elf baby charges. So she's this elf nanny looking over little elf babies, taking care of them. Suddenly, a woman named Maya, she's in a cat suit. She's got long black hair. Uh -huh. She's got like sharp little nails and she infiltrated the nursery. She's like a little cat burglar. Think like Catwoman or like <laughs> Black Cat from Spider Man. She's like, ooh, yes, I'm going to come to steal the babies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so Maya tells Caitlin that she is a bounty hunter come to collect the babies and Caitlin pleads for an alternative she's like no these are our babies <laughs> uh, so she's like you know what I can get you human babies instead they're better they you know they, they're more powerful than elves and taller and you know they can learn magic and stuff take those instead and then Maya's like hmm well magically imbued humans could be a better asset to my client so she's like, I'll accept your offer. If you can show me what you get first, and I'll approve them. If I like them, I'll take them. Um, and if I don't, then I'm taking your babies. So I'll see you in three days. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she leaves. And so Caitlin's like, well, better go find some human babies. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so this is interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting to me. Because the villain explanations... In these books, usually it doesn't happen like before everything. Right away, else. yeah, so yeah. This is an interesting book because a lot of times you're reading the books and you have to like discover what the what the mo, mo is, what, what their motives are. Yeah. And this one tells you point blank what it is, so the audience knows before the rest of the people do. So we're just kind of like waiting to see how it plays out versus yeah. discovering as it happens. So uh, also, I think they established early on that the elves were just. We're not really evil, but they were like backed into a corner because of the, the problem. Correct, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's prologue. And then so for chapter one, so we are uh, finally introduced to the sisters. So Piper, Phoebe, and Paige are in the kitchen for breakfast, um, similar to what is mostly 
uh, scene in the show. And then Piper mm-hmm. is going to be back to work after her maternity leave. So Wyatt is already uh, here. Um, and she wonders if it's too soon. So she goes back and forth if she's uh, fit to go back to work already or if she needs to like, stay more with, with Wyatt. Um, Phoebe wants to scope up um, the advice columnist at my at a competitor paper. So she is still in the Bay Mirror in this yes in this timeline. Um, and so then yeah, Paige, she wants to go see what the what the other newspapers are doing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then Paige is still <laughs> in her temp job era. <laughs> um, yes. So she is in a daycare, and then she is also trying to practice. Um, her baby caring skills, I think. Yeah, she's like, why it's born? So I should probably learn some of this at the daycare, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Leo comes in and they all agree that Paige uh, will take Wyatt to her, with her to the daycare. Uh, which is weird to me because he is like a very powerful, magical baby. And we just we didn't <laughs> even discuss it with, like, uh, with everyone else. You just agreed that the best thing is to put him outside of out of the house, right? With all the other normal people. Yeah, Piper has to work. Leo has charges he has to take care of. We can't always be here with Wyatt, so you know. And Paige, you're already going to the daycare. You can like watch him, yeah. and if he doesn't <laughs> magic thing magical, it's your problem. <laughs> like... yeah, it's, not, it's like they're not dealing with demons like every day. They're just very nonchalantly um, sending Wyatt to the daycare. Like on the show, that he did, he did end up going to like a preschool or something like that but that was you know later yeah in the beginning you know he, he was super not in control like by then when he's older you can say you can give him instructions he can understand but baby Wyatt would just be like i'm this is me yeah. this is what i do <laughs> accept it <laughs> and then he's just orbing all around the house putting up shields mm-hmm. they're not worried yeah. about being exposed at all in this in this book yeah uh okay so anyway uh phoebe reads a letter so i think her um, column for this for this issue would be about like parenting and motherhood because she is starting to receive a lot of motherhood oh a mm-hmm. lot of um, letters from new new mothers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh, so Piper is back at P three managing the bills and he was very rude to a delivery guy and then <laughs> also Paige comes by after a successful day with Wyatt at the daycare. And then Paige like breaks some of the of the shot. Oh yeah, she, and she orbs in and and she like breaks something. You hear this loud crash. She's like, what was that? Like, sorry, I missed. I'm like, what was that about? I don't understand. <laughs> it's so weird that she didn't help Piper like put the boxes inside because usually in the show, if there's something um, that she can do with her powers, especially at this point when she's still very excited and very new to the magic. She likes uses every chance that she gets uh, to use to orb things like out of the way. Yeah. So that's what's weird in this mm-hmm. chapter. So chapter two, Paige is at work at the daycare center, a, n- a new day at the daycare. Um, there's one child named Jonathan who did not want to play house with this other girl. So they're, they're, these, this group of kids are playing house and the girl, this girl, Natalie, she's like, hey, we should have a pet fairy, uh, be you know, live with us. And this boy Jonathan's like, ew, you know, 
fairies are for girls and fairies aren't even real so i don't want to play house with you and so he's getting all mad at her and Paige is like boy have an imagination you know chillax a little bit he's like no and so he leaves and well she doesn't, he doesn't leave but he like gets out of their little circle uh and then Paige goes to encourage natalie's imagination she's like you know you believe in fairies. If you like fairies, you do that. Why don't you just draw me a picture of your fairy and embrace it, love it? And and then it's like, okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> and I just thought immediately thought of um uh, when they had their little pictures and they had thistle and or not and Lily was oh, there yeah. little pictures yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it's a nice call back, yeah. And then at P three, Piper is angry that her employee failed to book a band for the night. Yeah, she's like, we have no band. You have no other like indie person that come through there's no dj how can i do this without with you screw-ups fine piper begins to feel that she can't do it all she's like maybe i can't be a mom and a work full-time like i thought this is just a mess everywhere i go is a disaster so she's like Ugh. phoebe is at work getting numerous letters from new moms like they just keep coming in more of them and she is like at a loss for how to respond. She's like, I'm not a mom. I'm just an aunt. So it's not, I don't have the full experience. A lot of these things I don't have any, you know, experience with. I don't know these issues. And then she asks Elise, she's like, what would you do? And Elise's no help. She's like, I don't have the answers. I'm not going to tell yeah. you. Whatever. <laughs> I really love that this, uh, this chapter was like POV of like each of the sisters, like mm-hmm. separately. And also it's yeah. like the show where... Um, Phoebe and Elise has some interaction, but Elise is no help at all. Like most of the time in the show, also. <laughs> uh, because I haven't seen the show for a while, I don't. I have all the DVDs, but I don't have like the player, and we don't have any streaming like options here in my country. So I haven't seen the show in a while. Um, reading the books is like me going back to. To what oh, I love nice. watching like weekly back in the day, <laughs> so it's really nice to to kind of to fills that void for the, you. yeah to see some of the similarities between the books and the show, like some nice. snippets of scenes similar to uh, to the show. Nice. So chapter three, yes. uh, okay. So Piper tells Leo she decided to take more time off and be a full time mom a little longer. So this sounds a lot like the Piper in the show, the Piper that we all know. <laughs> From the show um leo is supportive but is concerned that she is compromising too much so sounds like leo again spending the day with Wyatt, piper begins to f- uh, began to feel that he was not acting like his usual self so he is irritable and he cries a lot and that nothing that they usually do um appeases him so piper is starting to feel like it's her fault that um Wyatt is acting up. Yeah. And then Paige and Phoebe come home and Piper tells them Wyatt has been crying all day and cryptically and she is ex- <clears throat> she is exhausted. Um Leo orbs and somehow shatters a plate. So this is another weird thing because this never happened. I don't think it ever happened in the show. Why is the author obsessed with people orbing into things? Right, right. <laughs> this is the second time. Paige is pretty adept at this point with her orbing. Like Leo definitely should know how to orb. <laughs> uh, so why are you smashing things I don't get it <laughs> but okay so in this chapter they were like discussing why um, why it was acting like weird why why it was acting differently and the thing that I couldn't like get passed through is like Phoebe being the cynic 
or maybe I haven't seen the show because now it's Paige's turn to be like the more open to to magic, and mm. then Piper is like the eldest now, so she tries to be on the top of everything. So it, whether it's magic, whether it's not magic, but it's mm-hmm. weird that Phoebe is the one that is very cynic at this point because I remember Phoebe to be very also very open to magic. I mean, she started the whole thing. She discovered <laughs> that they were witches. So I don't. It seems it doesn't seem like her. You're right, and th- there is moments she went through phases of it, but. Not like this. I think yeah. it wouldn't be this extreme. Oh yeah. So Wyatt wakes up and wails after Leo orbs him with the shadows of plate. He w- he woke up. She's like, we were just trying to. We just got him down. He was sleeping. Why did you wake him up? <laughs> so then, chapter four. Back at the daycare. So Paige is having a lot of days at this daycare. I wonder if she's working for like a week. Paige and her coworker Dory discuss how another coworker who was there, you know, yesterday. Her name is Katie. She left a note and said that she's never coming back to work <laughs> again. She's like, peace. Peace out, bitches. And <laughs> rage quit. I'm out. And like, she was so good at her job. Why did she quit? What's her problem? I don't know. And then, so Paige noticed that Simon, which is a regular infant baby there, that he wasn't around. Like, he was here every day. Why is he not here? And then Dory tells Paige that his mom called and she was all upset that Simon was acting out. He was not acting like his usual self. And she's blaming the daycare for it. And Paige is like, funny, that's what Piper said about Wyatt. Huh. Uh, so Paige is like okay well, let's we'll deal with the older kids then so Paige is dealing with the other children she names this one guy kid of the day she's like you get the special treatment here's your prize here's your hat whatever um, as she's doing that she eavesdropping Dory which is like the boss the daycare boss um, and she's getting another call of a disgruntled parent taking her child out of daycare so here's another one that night Paige tells her sisters and Leo that she thinks the coincidence of baby personality transplants is strange. She's like, why is this happening more than usual? Why is everybody having these same issues? I think something must be afoot. Phoebe is yeah. convinced it's nothing. Like Here she goes. Phoebe's like, no, that's just babies. They're <laughs> fickle. They don't know who they are yet. I'm like, come on, Phoebe. You're yeah, better I- than that. But Leo thinks it's worth looking into if instinct is telling them to be concerned. Paige's instincts are on alert. You know, Piper thinks it's, you know, she knows why it's acting like, and she's like, yeah, I kind of want to see this through. And Leo's like, okay, yeah, check it out. In my notes, I put Leo is very annoying here because he just, like, started asking questions, but he offers no help, and then he just leaves. (laughs) He's annoying this whole book, really. I mean, Leo in this book, yeah. It reminded me of when the sisters were dealing with something that they don't know yet, and then they were, like, throwing all the ideas um, at each yeah. other. Brainstorming. Yeah. yeah. So I really love it in this chapter. Nice. Uh, okay. So in chapter five, we are introduced to the internet. So the internet <laughs> is, <laughs> is in, because I remember in the previous chapter, uh, Phoebe went to like the library to research using like books. And that's so weird to me. I had to check uh, what, year this book came out because i don't think i remember mm-hmm. like researching w- using books <laughs> um, <laughs> because i'm so used to just googling all of everything so in this chapter chapter <laughs> five page finally uses google so she goes her their names just to just to check um because her theory is if katie uh, her theory was Katie should have had like one hit 
so she can check on the background on her background yeah um so she tries to track her down uh at the coffee shop but there's no record of her anywhere and then Paige meets the surfer dude drew buyers and he invites her to his shop so he can show uh her the ropes on surfing she declines so this is just i think a filler thing like introduce it's such a fun thing yeah <laughs> it's such a fun thing why is this in here i don't get it there's no no relativity to the story it's mentioned one time again at the end and that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> so in my notes i put here uh they mentioned glenn so i have to check yes. if the time the because sometimes they mention names here but when you check on the show it's not the, the correct timeline <laughs> but they mentioned glenn and then i'm also frustrated because this is already half of the book but they haven't done like big magic there's just orbing there's still no no magic no scrying no potions no anything so it's already half of the book <laughs> i want some magic <laughs> yeah yeah chapter five was like a throwaway chapter uh Chapter 6, Paige goes back to start another day at the daycare. She is perturbed and trying to piece this mystery all together. So she's like, I know something's wrong. Why won't anybody help me? Very Nancy Drew. <laughs> yes. When Paige arrives, only two babies out of the infant ward are left. There's only two babies out of however many they had. So eight more parents took their kids out of the same out of the daycare, making the same claims that their child isn't right. Natalie, the older girl, comes to Paige and she asks where all the babies were. She's like, where did all the babies go? And she tells Paige, she wonders if they were the wrong babies. And Paige's like, why would you say that? Wrong babies? <laughs> what? What make, What gave you that idea? <laughs> <laughs> so Natalie continues that she saw Katie go into the infant room earlier in the week and she turned into a tiny magic person with pointy ears. <laughs> and then the babies went all fuzzy and then the babies were different. So she's like, yeah, the babies like shimmered or whatever, not shimmered, but they got like, woo. And <laughs> and then Katie even called Simon a different name. She called him like, what was it? Caleb. Okay, Caleb. He's like, that's Simon, but not Simon. Oh. So Paige is like, oh my God. Oh. So, <laughs> so she tells Dory, she's like, no, I got to leave. I got to go home family emergency she's like you just got here and i'm short staffed ready she's like i don't care i need to go and so the so, family emergency excuse again yes yes Paige rushes home leaving dory by herself to deal with i mean i guess there's not as many kids there so i suppose maybe she can handle it yeah. but uh on the road Paige calls a dis- uh calls a stressed phoebe so she's like phoebe i got something to tell you um Wyatt may not actually be Wyatt. he's not himself he's actually not him and then everyone arrives at the manor and Paige tells them what she just found out. So Phoebe is like, you know what? I do remember something about changelings in the book. She's like, that sounds familiar about babies being changed and stuff like that. I'm gonna, Let's go look up and see what it says. So then they all go investigate. And the Book of Shadows says, changelings. Mischievous elves have been known to exchange their own babies for those of other species for the sole purpose of creating harmless havoc. And then Piper's like, harmless havoc? They think this is harmless? Okay. If this is not my kid, that's big. Why would they do this? (laughs) They find a spell to reveal a baby's true face and perform it on Wyatt. And then Wyatt is revealed to be an elf baby. He he gets, you know, teeth are, pointy teeth are revealed, pointy ears are revealed. He's got little bug eyes, you know? So like, oh, this is an elf baby. 
and at least in chapter six we already get like a spell and it's a full on like quadrain yeah. spell because usually in the books sometimes they don't they just say um they perform the spell but they don't write down the spell so this is right nice <laughs> chapter seven so the sisters are pod of course that wyatt has been out of their house for how many days now i think it's already been a week um but leo is uncharacteristically dismissive so i don't know oh what God, happened leo so pisses me off so says, much in this book. yeah he says the elves are generally good peaceful creatures he believes white is powerful enough to protect himself for a while um he also seems to side with the elders which is so not leo not our leo <laughs> He would side with the elders a lot. He would defend them a lot, but he also would not stand for somebody taking his kid. If if his children right. are involved, if his family is involved, he will not. He will always go with for his family. So this is wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they scry and track the elves down to the woods behind the Golden Gate Park, and um, they use the same spell to reveal the elf village. And then Leo, yeah, pieces out to hang with the elders. Because he just, apparently he's not needed. I don't know. He's like, you don't need me, right? Leo, So what the hell? What the <laughs> hell? This is your kid. You find out your kid has been taken by elves and he's not with you. And you're just like, go get him back. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have any part of this. Right. What and the also, hell? I think she just leaves the girls to like fix the everything. So I don't know what's up with him. Yeah. So anyway, the sisters orb to the woods with the elf baby and, and perform the reveal spell. And they are met by a cadre of um, elf men who take them to their king, um, Rowan. So Rowan takes them to the nursery and informs them of like the whole plot, like the whole uh, reason why they, why they exchanged uh, elf babies with the human baby. And yeah. then, so they reunited with Wyatt and Caitlin admits everything and tells them of the threat. Uh, she takes out some of the elf dust. So apparently the fuzzy thing that Natalie mentioned before was like um, an elf dust. Similar yeah, to elf the fairy dust that magically switches. Yeah, similar to the fairy dust in, in the show. Yeah. Um, and then she switches back the babies. Conveniently, it just changes back everything that she that she did it just reverses everything that she the kidnapping um <laughs> and then returning home oh no the elves prepare for war because the sisters are like they're angry but they're also dismissive of the threat to the to the elves so they just yeah, leave them to their <laughs> own devices <laughs> and then when they return home leo has the nerve to make them feel guilty for not sticking around um and then they decide to go back with the spell so at least when they get back they discussed it and they were all like i was feeling bad about it it just it's too late now (laughs) it's so funny though because they leave they're like yeah this bounty hunter is after us and we don't know why she wants her babies and they're like Oh, okay. At least we got our baby back. Bye. Peace out. Like, have a wonderful time with that. Good luck with all that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll be just fine. <laughs> but then they get back. They're like, Oh yeah, I did feel kind of shitty about doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then they had to like have several pages of just talking about it. 
before they get back. And then when they get back uh, with the spell in the potion, they find that uh, Maya, the bounty hunter, is back. And then Caitlyn was like trapped in a force field. Um, so the charmed ones fight her. So it's not a very action-packed fight. It was just it's pretty quick. Yeah, a freeze and. So of course they asked her who hide her, and then she doesn't answer. But Piper was like pissed, so she just blew her up. You're gonna tell me who it is. I'm gonna count to three. One, two, <laughs> three. Oh no! Answer. Boom. <laughs> so that was it. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, you failed the test. <laughs> so with Maya blasted off, the elves are grateful and the charmed ones agreed to do some digging and report back. So I don't know. Everything just seems like a little too late for for the charmed ones to, to act. So they all agree. It's like, okay, yeah, we're going to find out who this guy is after you and we'll, we'll come back and help you out and get, you know, make sure he doesn't take your babies. Yeah. The next chapter, <laughs> they, they seem to forget all about that, that promise yeah. and they go about their day. <laughs> it's back to normal again. Yeah. We're, it's like, oh yeah, those elf thing. Oh yeah, that's right. We, we told them we'd help them. That, oh well. Um, Harper goes to the club to work again. Phoebe stays home with Wyatt and begins work on her column. So, um, at P3, this man named Troy Harper, he's manager for the band called Pretty Little Devil Devils, which I thought I think is funny because Holly ends up being on a show called Pretty Little Pretty Liars, Liars, and now she's yeah. talking to somebody named Pretty Little Devils. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, he greets Piper, and Troy asks Piper, he's like, hey, is there anyone else here with you? <laughs> which is a really weird question to ask yeah. for somebody you yeah. just met. <laughs> Um, and Piper responded, and she's like, nope, it's just you and me. We're going to have a meeting and get the, you know, book that band. And then he grins. He's like, mm. He's like, well. <laughs> and everything went black for Piper. So she blacked out. So, oh, menacing. Who is this person coming after Piper? <laughs> Piper awakes now, and she's chained to a wall. Oops, we can't, because we're chained to a wall. Oh, so that was, remind me of a nature member. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin was in front of her and told her the demon... Lexor came last night, so apparently that Troy guy was another glamour that she that she, that she elf turned herself mm. to look like somebody, and then she took Piper and captured her. And she's like, "Yeah, I got you captured, and Lexor will come for you um, because yeah, Lexor came and took the baby. I was going to take the babies again last night, and she's like, why didn't you wait for us? She's like, you took your sweet ass time. <laughs> we couldn't wait for you any longer. Right. Uh, <laughs> so." Uh, <laughs> Uh, and Lexer did not take the babies because they offered him Piper instead. It's like, oh, if you leave our babies alone, we'll get you a charmed one. How about that? And he's like, okay, fair enough. And so that's when <laughs> they decided to capture Piper. Um, Caitlin believes this is what they get for taking their time and tells Piper that she is trapped in Lexer's dungeon in the underworld and the chains are enchanted. So you can't blow these chains up. Sorry, sucks to be you. And uh, you're going to be going with Lexer now. <laughs> so chapter nine, Piper is late. And Phoebe and Paige are worried. Um, and she doesn't answer the phone, which is very unlike her. So um, Leo returns home from the elders and believes it's a demon. Uh, that was after the babies could be Lexor. So again, they are very late to everything. Uh, a demonic general. So Lexor is a demonic general whose aim is to lead an army of apocalyptic soldiers. Uh, but the Halliwell ancestors destroyed his men, so now he wants to form an army with uh, 
supposedly the elf babies, but now he switched to human babies, and yeah. now he again switched to like, so charmed one. He's gonna yeah, so he's gonna raise <laughs> like fifty babies all by himself to turn into an army later <laughs> when they're older. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is a really <laughs> long scheme, you know. I don't know, and that maybe has some kind of maybe just gonna steal the babies and then use some kind of magic to make them age. I mean, maybe that would be, but still, that's long plan. Long come plan, in. yeah. <laughs> so Phoebe gets a vision of Piper in chains and the sisters fighting a blurry figure with cat eyes. A blast comes from Wyatt while Kate and Quivers in the corner. So this one, I uh, this part I had to reread several paragraphs to check what Phoebe was holding when she got the premonition. Because she doesn't, at this point, she yeah. doesn't um, just get like visions from out of nowhere. She has to like physically yeah. touch something. So it be a connection, yeah. It's a really, I think several paragraphs that I noticed that she carried, she was carrying Wyatt. So that was probably the mm. breaker. But it was okay. confusing. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah. And then this blurry cat figure is Lexer, apparently. So he, this is the demon, but he has, like, I don't, I, they call him, I don't know how, they describe him as, like a, as a muscular cat thing, but then also, like, a blurry cat thing. So I wasn't really sure. It's not clear. Yeah, it's also, I <laughs> yeah. don't remember anything about, yeah. about Lexer. Because he's just in, like, at the very last time, at the very last parts of the book, Right. Uh, okay, so anyway, Phoebe, Paige, and Leo, and Wyatt, or to an unspecified part of the underworld, it's like a sewer, murky... Yeah, because it's like, I can get to the underworld, I can orb there, but I don't know where she is exactly, so we'll have to go to the underworld and then try, try to track her down, is what their plan was. <laughs> yeah. This is also <laughs> not very canon, because when they usually orb to the underworld in any unspecified, it's always just a cave with just rock walls but now they're in like a watery muddy mm-hmm. place uh okay so shortly after arriving Wyatt instinctively orbs to the group orbs the group to piper and then lexer arrives and approaches piper that i thought was right because that's what Wyatt mm-hmm. did when um in sense and sensibility too he knew where his leo was yeah. he, so i guess has his sensing ability better than leo does even <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and goes right to Piper, but still kind of funny. Okay, so Paige uh, orbs Piper's chains away, and Lexer is aggravated that the power of Theo has not been separated. Because I don't he's know. Like, yeah, you he's told me there were only one of them. Why are yeah. they all here? <laughs> and he hasn't done anything. He just chained Piper. So, of course, the other two would be looking for her. Yeah. Uh, so he throws an energy ball at Caitlyn, knocking her out. And I think several lines just says that she's not breathing already so yeah i thought she was dead i knew she wasn't dead because because she didn't explode to ashes i didn't think about that okay uh okay so they attempt the power of the spell and it fails which i also don't know why is lexer like a really high level demon i don't think so but it doesn't work no. uh, and then pb remembers the vision uh and has page grab wyatt and then the sisters recite this, the power of the spell again, and then the wall is hurled towards Lexer, and it caves on itself, um, pulverizing Lexer in the process. So that's not how vanquishing spell, especially the power of the spell, works. It's like an implosion, right? Or explosion. It doesn't implode on the 
on the demon. Yeah. I mean, the power of three spell is more about, like, it's a defense. It's going to protect you, for sure, because it always creates, like, a barrier of some kind or a protection or something. But then it also has an attack effect as well. So yeah. it's going to attack you somehow. So it's it's both offensive and defensive, and that's what's cool about the power of three spells. Um, but this also one... It's a power of three, and then they used Wyatt. It requires like Wyatt. Booster. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really power of three? Uh, not so much. <laughs> not <really. laughs> okay, so Paige uh, takes Wyatt's little hand into hers and uses him again as a booster for the healing powers to heal Caitlyn. I don't know why they didn't just ask Kyo <laughs> to do it. Because he's just right there. He's right there. Right? He's right there. Paige is like, okay, Wyatt, give me your little hand. Here, let's hold it out over Caitlyn and heal her. What, what is happening? <laughs> Some of the parts here are like, they should have been fleshed out. Like, Lexer's motive should have been fleshed out. And then we have these parts where they just make everything complicated. Simple things that they make complicated. Yeah. And then they take Caitlyn home and then tell Rowan that the elves have been acting nuts. So they're going to bind their powers. <laughs> but really, they just thing. take it so that their powers are useless against humans. So specifically right. for humans. Yeah, pretty much and you can't hurt us anymore. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's more of a selfish spell. It's like, it you know, you came after us, you came after a baby. We didn't like what you did, so we're going to bind your powers. We saved you, but we're going to bind your powers from us. So right. I also I, I really didn't like that because it didn't have like the consent of the elves. No, there's no consent. Right? They just say we're gonna do this for you, and they're like, wait, and like, nope, because she, she ended up freezing the whole crowd, and they performed the spell on them, and then they're left with that. They didn't they no chance to defend themselves. And it was Piper who was like saying this to the elves, and I think Piper yeah. was like better sense on her head. I mean, if it was like the Piper in the show, they would like uh, maybe create stronger protection spells on the village or maybe they would relocate the entire thing to a, like a safer mm-hmm. location but they acted so holier than thou we're the charmed ones we're better than right? you and we, we <laughs> own you and don't ever come after us again it's like there's this is going to be another a quicker way to war and separate you from the magical community so when maybe when you're actually in danger and you could use some help they're not going to want to help you because you just screwed them over and you're making yeah. enemies out of people you don't need to make enemies out of I know they did some shady stuff, but have a communication and a better way of chatting and, you know, I don't know. So anyway, they bail again, and then they just leave the elven people frustrated. Yeah. Chapter 10. Paige is back at the daycare, and she's she's at the daycare a lot, um, and she finds <laughs> all the children have returned. She thinks about visiting the surf shop. She's like, oh, well, it's all good here. Maybe I'll go see that other guy who gave me his card. <laughs> all right cool um dory tells Paige that she hired see i thought dory said she the hired drew. a man i thought it was i thought it was gonna be him the, yeah. the drew guy that would make more sense like i hired this guy and there he is oh you know but no it's just some new man that she hired that we don't ever see and then uh <laughs> Paige tells natalie to embrace her imagination because it saved the day you you know believed in fairies and you you saw caitlin and you saw that magic and you had faith in it you made us work. And she's, Natalie's all grateful. She's like, oh, I, I, I'm important. Yay. Um, and then Elise is thr- thrilled with Phoebe's new idea to create an internet community for moms to chat and answer each other's questions. So it's just like a mom message board that Phoebe had the idea for. It never existed before now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to put it on the, on the 
uh, Bay Mirror website so all the moms can chat about their issues. And Phoebe doesn't have to fake her expertise anymore and actually do any work. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so Piper has a hectic day at home with Wyatt and Leo offers his help as Piper plans to balance her home life and work life. She's like, you know what? I can do both. I really can. It's going to be great. And that's the end. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about this book? <laughs> so I actually, I liked it, but I have, like reservations because uh, it did seem like an, it would be a good episode uh, for the show. But some of the characters were really acting weird. Leo, very specifically. And then all three of them towards the elves were so out of their characters. But it w- it had like the same beat as the, ep- as, uh, the episodes from the show. So I still, I still like this better than okay. some of the other books. Okay. So, um, yeah, I do think that, like, it was kind of a lighthearted episode. Like, it could have worked. It was easy to understand. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there were some complications, but for this, the basic beats were, the, were easy. You know, it wasn't a complex story. It's like babies, you know, riot, cool, elves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I didn't really like this book at all. <laughs> I was having a hard time with it. Like, I mean, I do like some of the little pockets of it, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't, didn't enjoy it. I think so for, at least for me, I think this was like the worst book I read so far, um, but I do like that it was short. <laughs> that was yeah, really nice. So easy to, um, so you don't have to agonize for like a hundred more chapters because usually the books have 250 and this one only had 152. So yeah. You suffer like for less time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, you know, Paige was really nice to Natalie. I liked those moments with Natalie, but for the most part, they're all kind of like jerks in this book. Every character yeah. was like a jerk. Like, why are they such assholes in this? I don't know. <laughs> also, the magic. Okay, so now I think I have to retract some of what I said earlier. Maybe yeah. I don't like this book also because some of the <laughs> half of the book didn't have any charmed magic, and then the only thing they did with their magic was half of them also were like shitty to to the elves it's all throwaway quick stuff that was just not fun Mm -hmm. okay so i don't like it i think (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, i don't like this one this was it was hard um (laughs) let's see what other thoughts i have i have chapter three mentions that piper and leo were in a store with screaming babies before they had wyatt i'm like is this referencing pied piper because they had that that screaming babies in the store, I'm like, that, maybe that's just a coincidence. But I'm like, huh? Maybe because you read the books in succession, that's why you remember yeah. all right. the details like, from the previous one. Yeah, I was like, wow, but probably just a coincidence. Um, Page is incorrectly called Piper on page seventy four because they they do that a lot in the books mm-hmm. where they have the wrong name. Yeah. Okay, here's something. Okay, so the bounty hunter wanted magical babies. I was like, I doubt all those babies at the daycare were magical creatures. But then they say that they think the demon was going to give them powers. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you're going to steal non-magical babies, and then the demon's going to be like, here's your power, here's your power. It just seemed he really just far-fetched. He collected all the powers to himself and then just use it to yeah. take over the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it makes sense if you're trying to collect babies who are, are, are already magical and that's why I thought she was coming after Wyatt specifically but yeah Leo pissed me off about 
you know, not taking initiative to go after Wyatt because that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, here's something. Caitlin switched the babies to protect them, so she wanted to get her elf babies out and out of harm's way. But what was she going to do once the human babies were taken? Is she going to go back and take her elf babies back and then leave the other people with nothing? And be like, all of a sudden there's a bunch of missing children around San Francisco. They don't know where they went. <laughs> and then they would all be tracked down to yeah. like the daycare. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what was the plan? Like, I don't understand what this was going to accomplish. If you switch the babies, you're still going to be stuck with no babies somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so that was weird. Okay, so now we're going to get into Canonical. Put that in my canonical hat. Canonical. So, anything that reminded you of the show or any continuity errors that you that are blaring at you right now? Don't remember the show that much. Like, the small details. Yeah. But I like that they mentioned Jason and Glenn because that kind yes. of put uh, a time, like, like time point. Like a timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, because then... you know Jason isn't mentioned, and then we know that this is after he moved to Hong Kong. So this is right after he asked Phoebe to go to Hong Kong, and yeah. she said no. So we know it's after that. And you know, Glenn, she Paige mentions it says that she went nearly went traveling with Glenn before moving into the manor. So yeah, I was gonna go on a, a thing with my boyfriend, and yeah, I mean, they were. I don't know if they were officially like boyfriend. I thought they were just like hookup friends. They weren't yeah. ever like they made, they dated maybe years before, but at this point that we meet Glenn, they weren't actually a thing. They're just like you know casual. Sex oh, that exes. was the episode where Glenn had like the really long arms, right? That was yeah. There was there was a nature remember where he was first introduced. So that's where he's in the bed. But then there's the one um, trial by magic where she cast a spell on him and he oh. did the, the stretches. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. This is after, this would be after both of those things. <laughs> I did like that Piper teases Phoebe about her scantily clad photo shoot from House Call. Oh, like, when she right. did her like four and five. Mm-hmm. So that, they, they did mention that. And I did like that they brought in, they never say it, but they do mention that because Natalie is innocent, she's young, so she, this is why she can see the fairies and she can see these magical creatures because she has that that innocence that they need to, to do it. So that's like that part. Paige is temping already at the end of season five. And this is the same thing that happened in the last book where she was temping already, even though it's not season six yet. But I do believe that she could have started. If it's near the end of season five, she well, could have started. We just weren't aware of it. So I want to mention that they didn't, Oh, I think they mentioned Brew, but it's just one mention of Brew. Mm-hmm. I think in chapter three, but it was forgettable. So, oh, I also like that in this book, the info dumping was not as heavy as like in other yeah, books. Yeah, it was sprinkled all throughout. Going back to the magical baby thing. So, when I was reading this book, I was thinking like, could Caitlin be the elf nanny from the series? Because we don't we don't know the elf nanny's name. She was just called Elf right. Nanny in the show. So I was like, is Caitlin the one? Because at this point, if it was near the end of season five, she would have already showed up for her interview mm-hmm. and um, left. She's like, this is too dangerous and left. So she would have already known about the Charmed Ones about to have a baby. So she's like, I know where a magical baby is. So I thought maybe this is why this is the connection. Like, she's like, I'm going to go after Wyatt. Um, but then <laughs> there's a point where they tell them that, you know, and the, the, you just messed with the charm, and she's like, oh, like where she's shocked. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess, so I guess that's not her then. It's like she was so lucky that on the day that she switched babies, one of them was the heir yeah. to the charm legacy. <laughs> <laughs> or unlucky, if you think about it. <laughs> but, <All right. laughs> but yeah, but I thought that because that would have been a really cool time if this was this elf nanny character. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because you know you love the elf nanny character; she's cool. Um, she is. And yeah. this would this would have given her a little bit more story, a little bit more you know something to go off of. And so it's a missed opportunity there, a little bit, but whatever. Um, and they do mention the elf nanny too. They say they mentioned that Piper dealt with elves before when she called the best nanny elf she knew when she needed help with Wyatt. Which, no, that's not true because that wasn't what happened. That's not what happened. She was having interviews. A bunch of people were coming in, and you know she leaves. She sees Danger. She's like, "Oh, you told me that this is too much for me. I'm leaving." And then she comes back at, "Oh my goddess!" And she's like. You are not the nanny. We rejected you. She's like, no, I rejected you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah. So first time she doesn't hire her. The second time she comes because she wants to help. And then the third time she comes is the season six when she's actually hired. When Piper actually reaches out to her was in um, Power of Three Blondes in season six. That was mm-hmm. before. That's the only time that Piper reached out for her. But it would have not happened yet. So that's that was something I noticed that was wrong. And the book describes the baby switching to look like fuzzy green blur on the babies, which it kind of, I didn't get specific in, but it's like, um, but it's, that's exactly how it looked in Oh My Goddess when the elf nanny conjured like a blanket on Wyatt. He had this blurry oh, green that, stuff. So I'm like, no, oh, right. so I that, remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so that kind of effect description is accurate. So I thought that was kind of elf fun. magic, yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing that is wrong is that Leo's orbs are described as white orbs. It should be blue. Should be blue orbs. So that's yeah. another thing that was wrong. Um, but that's all I got. All I got. All those things. <laughs> but uh, canonical. Short and sweet. I would not like this as an episode. Although I could see it uh, feeling like an episode, I wouldn't want it. <laughs> In my notes, it was like an episode without like the overarching story arc. It was like a filler, mm-hmm. maybe uh, halftime halftime episode <laughs> because it was so short yeah. and it didn't have anything else that would that was important to the whole yeah series right. <laughs> but i love that the interactions between the sisters i think they retain uh like the debating and all the mm-hmm. the brainstorming yeah and you know little moments like that even though they're not magical they always are the heart of the show, you know, being themselves, being yep. people, being sisters, you know. So, yeah, I get that. Rhyme time! Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. Here we go with our rhymes! We got a few <laughs> spells in here. Uh, did you want to do the first one? To reveal the unseen, right? Yes. So this was used to reveal the baby, the elf baby, and also reveal the elf village. Yes. Um, forces of darkness, forces of light, pull back the curtain to reveal what is right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Short and sweet. It's effective. It's not exciting, but it, it, it would do the trick. I think it would be something that would, they would yeah. say. Uh, the next one. <laughs> is the power of three spell that requires Wyatt. Wyatt's magic to add to his power, making it not a power of three spell, but it's a power of three spell. And it goes, <laughs> the power of three will set us free. The power of three will set us free. The power of three will set us free. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now you can do the third one. <laughs> so this is the power binding spell, which I really do not like. <laughs> but it was where it did it's worded okay. So 
It goes, uh, magic creatures of the woods rose against the cause of good. To help our kind in this dire hour, we witches bind the certain powers. And then we do the really bad thing. <laughs> uh, okay, I have problems with this. Like, the, rhyme, it's, the rhymes are fine, but the language in here. Rose against the cause of good. Like, th- like they're saying that these are not good creatures. These are evil right. people doing evil things. And elves are said to be good creatures. Okay, so that's a wrong thing there. And then, <laughs> and that's like to help our kind. Like it's so elitist. It's so like it's so othering them. Ugh, I'm, it makes me angry. It makes me angry. Um. So yeah, and then it's a shitty thing that they did to them. So I don't like the spell. It shouldn't exist. Even though you might be good at rhyming, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It shouldn't exist. Yeah. Now we will do best baddie rankings. Best baddie. <laughs> this is the second to last book in our section of books. So we're getting near the end of our ranking. So people should start thinking about who their favorites are. Cause I'm going to have the Instagram votes after the next book. We're going to have our Instagram votes okay. uh, on our favorite baddies. So be on the lookout for those. But um, the ones in this book, we had two, we had Lexor and we had Maya. So, well, Lexor is, for sure, hands down, bottom of my list. <laughs> he He's even less than the power of darkness, which did, like, nothing in Truth and Consequences. <laughs> but this guy, right. I hate even more. <laughs> because he had a plan, but all the holes in the plan were just glaring at him. <laughs> I don't know how. He was not interesting at all. He's just, like, a typical mad person that's just there to be... It's just there. He's n- nothing interesting about him. Right. <laughs> um, Maya is another one in this book who is not the greatest, but I liked her better. I liked her better than Power of Darkness, even. So she's number 13. Power of Darkness from the Truth of Consequences is number 14, and Lexer is number 15. Maya at least had like dynamic and she had style, and just the way she and her energy was like, yes, I'm like sexy her cat dialogue. woman. Yeah. Yes, yes. And she yeah, she did have dialogue and she did have a, a fun energy to her. So I, I did enjoy her for a little bit. But uh, yeah, so they're not going to make my top 10 for sure. Neither, no one in this book, but yeah, there you go. And now uh, I asked us to uh, prepare a 10 things segment. This is 10 things. So what is our level of confidence in this plan? 10, 10, 10. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being we whoop ass, 1 being he laughs at us while we're on fire and naked, maybe you should like Here's 10 things. Uh, we are choosing our favorite magical creatures, magical beings from the series. So uh, I have five, you have five. Yeah, uh, I think we I think are going to have... There might be some crossovers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your number five? Oh, do I have to rank them? If you, don't, if, you, if you don't have a ranking, you can just pick one. Yeah. Okay, so... If there's no particular uh, order for you. Yeah, okay. So, the first one I would mention is, like, the mermaids. Because I really okay. love, like, in the witch tale, I really love the idea that they turn permanently into a mermaid if they don't feel the love or, like, feel... Like the cold, yeah, coldness of like human heart, yeah, and yeah. Then also the call of the ocean was very interesting to me. 
<laughs> and mermaids is number two on my list. So, but because I really enjoy the mermaids, I mermaids in general in any lore are very exciting to me. I like water. I, I I think they're beautiful. I love you know they're just a really wonderful mythical mythological creature, and I love that they're included yeah. in Charmed. So yeah, we love mermaids. My number five are imps, the imps, which were from. <laughs> Uh, Rewitched. Do you remember them? It's in season eight, so you might not be I think as familiar. It, it, are those like on the factory? Those, those aren't my list too, but that's not those. No, uh, oh. the imps are. They're kind of like they're kind of they're super cute to me. They're in season eight Rewitched, and like these little flying monkeys, like mini flying monkeys that were red. I don't remember. I don't think I've watched the entire season eight. I've only watched once, I think. Okay. It's like an imp master, this guy, this nerdy guy that they control like these, these flying red things. And Billy was saving people from being attacked by them. Oh, like little oh flying yeah. Red yeah. Things. I, I remember yeah. the scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, from, from a distance, they look just like little flying red gnats. But when there's a part where like Billy grabbed one and you got a, mm-hmm. like a close-up shot of it and it's like a little tiny mini like furry monkey with bat wings <laughs> and it's super cute to me and they just like it's like eh, i'm gonna bite you and i, it's like I enjoy them Pokemon. <laughs> yes yes and those imps even though they're dangerous and and pesky as hell i think they're super cute and i i enjoy them and enjoy the visual of them <laughs> <laughs> all right what's your next one Okay, so my next one would be unicorns because oh, yes. I I thought it was uh, really brilliant to use the horn because they are made of pure magic when the day magic light and also unicorns are very pretty. So, so. very pretty. I you know it's like very magical, very and you know and the actual lore of unicorns was that they're. Um, very kind of dangerous because they, they they would like kill people with their horn. With the if, horn, yeah, yeah. I forget what the the parameters were for that, but they would do that as a defense mechanism or people who wouldn't believe in something, you know. So, yeah, brutal. <laughs> um, <laughs> my number four is what we were talking about earlier: the gremlins. Those are the ones in the factory. Oh, um, another kind of acute and Todd Tucker, who play, he was a special effects guy, he played both of the gremlins and. Just kind of like walking around. I love the way they zip around, and and because I love, I'm a big fan of the 1985 movies, the Gremlins movies. Even uh, though these weren't those, it still gave me like that energy and those little like out they there weren't, chaotic they vibes. They weren't evil. I remember they weren't, they weren't evil, evil, but yeah. they were mischievous, and then yeah, mischievous. They were annoying. Yes. Yeah. So my next one is the fairies, because they appear. Oh, the fairies, and I think what was the the, the trolls? The trolls. Because I think I watched that episode. So I first watched that episode when it aired. And it was like midnight. So it was the tween time. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god. I'm watching this and then the fairies would, and the trolls would come. <laughs> because it's the tween time. <laughs> so I was, I think I was in high school back then. And I was really into recreating like some of the spells and then the magic of the show. So I really believe that the fairies would show, show up in the scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. I love that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, fairies, beautiful. Another beautiful creature. My number three, because I was feeling it so much in this book, the elf nanny. I loved the elf nanny in the show. She was badass. She didn't take anyone's shit. She was her own person, and she knew she had the right ideas. 
she knew her job, she had her skills, and she was, you know, she was unapologetic about it. So, yes. she's, she's she great. She was also very sweet with the babies. And then with yes. the adults, she was like, no. <laughs> you know, she knew she was good at her job, and she had pride in her job. So, yeah, Elf Nanny is the shit, and we should, we wish we saw more of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my next one would be the Sandman, or Sandman, in... What was it? Oh, yeah. San, San Francisco, Francisco Dreamin'. Yeah. Season 5, episode 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So before the show, I didn't have any idea about, like, before I saw the episode, I didn't know about the Sandman uh, legend or, like, mm. the whole mythology. So it was very interesting to me that a magical creature was responsible for, like, good dreams or nightmares, depending on how... They sprinkle you with it. Yeah, definitely. That's dreams in general and like sleep and like the mystique, the mystery of dreams is so cool. And then the fact that you have more mythological lore attached to that is just, it's really fun. It's really fun yeah. to explore. So I, I feel that. My number two is a mermaid. So I'm not going to go into the detail about that again. So I like that one. Um, so what's your last one? My last one would be the white lighters because they're very oh, unique yes. to this show. And then I love that because it already having like women leads already like broke the stereotype in the TV industry at that time. So having like a man to be like the support character and then he is powerful. He doesn't uh, overstep like his his place in in like the the power of the dynamic. So I really yeah. love that. And then I love that the white lighters have like office jobs. Technically, they have meetings in heaven with the elders. <laughs> Pretty much. They have yeah. schedules. <laughs> and then they also have, I remember the dark lighter episode where she was, uh, Leo was replaced with like a woman. And then Prue had to tele- tell him, yeah. just have to go around like a wall. Because Season that, 3, episode 11, Blinded by the White Lighter, yes. Yes, I remember <laughs> that very specifically because it showed that the White Lighters have like an office setting. With, it's an actual job for them. It's not like just a magical magical thing. It's a magical office thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> My number one, I'm going back to season eight. I know it's it's weird for me to think talk about season eight this much, but I enjoyed... Um, the Zodiacs, the Chinese Zodiacs. Oh, yes. I remember that. Episode they're, too. they're collective. Because I, I'm kind of into astrology, you know, so I like that stuff. And the Chinese Zodiac especially is not given a lot of time because we always talk about the Western Zodiacs here. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, Chinese Zodiacs, the Eastern Zodiacs are really kind of fascinating, too. And I love them and the whole cycle and then the, the animals they represent and the characteristics and the traits they represent and the fact that they go through this process that we actually get to see this process of them transferring to the next person the next the year. Next, and yeah. then, yeah. And seeing how, you know, what their processes and what their nature in the world, how they keep it going is yeah. cool to me. And you know, I love that. And I want, cause I'm a rabbit in Chinese Zodiac. So I want the rabbit robe. <laughs> oh, but. right. Oh, I, I remember that. And I was a little frustrated because I'm a snake and I don't mm-hmm. think they showed any snake. They didn't show the rabbit either. They just mentioned. So I, yeah, I know. I mean, I know it was there because I had like all the guys, but like the only one that had it was a big part was like dog and like rooster got killed. Um, so most of the <laughs> zodiacs they weren't they didn't show you. They were just kind of there as part of the mm-hmm. of the collective. But 
just knowing that they were doing zodiacs made me happy. So, <laughs> what I wish they did on the show too was like tarot cards because right now I'm really into like tarot. Mm. So we got we get that in the book, in the books. But Kiss of Darkness was bad. So. <laughs> um, there is that one, but there is the one um, in Merry Go Round where Paige is playing with Tarot. Really? Season four. Oh, I haven't. I will take that. Take a note of yeah. that. I will try to find. Yes, yeah. season four, episode fifteen, Merry Go Round. Um, Who was the villain in that episode? I mean, it was kind of Cole, Cole, and then the, the Lazarus okay. Demon. We had um, Coolio come in in the Seer. Okay, I remember the episode, but I don't remember the Tarot scene. I will have yeah. to find yeah. a way to watch that. To watch that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're they're really beautiful cards too. They were made especially for the show. Um, oh, so, so I actually cool. have um, the box of shadows. Actually, the last thing they made was like little pins. So they made little pins of those cards from the show. Uh, oh, uh, what's the tips for future white lighters? I was out being a force of good in the universe. Uh, what is the moral of this story? I didn't think about that because I was just. <laughs> nitpicking the book <laughs> but i think okay my lesson would be be wary of kidnappers because we get wyatt kidnapped and then piper also gets kidnapped at the end of the book so, so just be wary of kidnappers i don't know be wary of kidnappers i mean that's that's always a good thing to yeah. to bequeath upon the world um, <laughs> um yeah i would just say be nice to people don't be an right. asshole and don't be an elitist because right. it just rubs people the wrong way you know yeah. don't don't, don't think you're better than anybody else without their consent consent yes consent is important that's another thing <laughs> you know consent is holier than thou that's the one yes <laughs> All right, cool. I like that. <laughs> um, so, where can people find you and follow you and all that stuff? I am Bench Bites on Instagram and Twitter, and so on Instagram I post uh, book stuff, Bookstagram, and then uh, I have posted a lot of like the charm books on there. So that's my main social media. Oh, you know what? I just realized they did. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going back to. It. <laughs> they did do tarot again in season seven, in uh, Showgirls. Write that down too. Seven. So which episode was that? That was season seven, episode fifteen. So four fifteen and seven fifteen. Yeah. So you got Mirror Around and then Showgirls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> you can find me in this podcast, Words of the Witches, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Words of Witches on Twitter, and you can email us at wordsofwitchespod at gmail.com if you feel like it. You can find my other podcast, Hanging with the Hallowells, uh, with Sean. So we'll see you in two weeks for The War and Witches. That's our next compilation book. And uh, your destiny still awaits.